Welcome to Cabin Minutecast. The scenario has been chosen. The ritual has begun. We are ready to appease the old gods one minute at a time. I'm Heidi Bennett of HeidiBennett.com. Hello, everyone, and I'm Molly Balin of the website LittleRedMark.com. And welcome to today's episode, which is Minute 42 of the movie The Cabin in the Woods. And in this minute, this is the beginning, the real beginning of the end of Jules. So this is the the girls come out, the ladies come out, and so do the zombies. Yeah. And, you know, one thing I was just just kind of when you said it that way, it made me realize that this whole time, these last two minutes, we haven't been getting like a creeping up, right, of the zombies. Like, you're not necessarily thinking about them. I haven't been thinking about them. No, I haven't either. So that's kind of cool. Like we're going back and forth between curtain jewels and the control room, but we're not visiting the Buckners and seeing what they've been up to. So it's quite a surprise what happens here right here at the end. I mean, we're assuming we're leading to something, but I mean, it's a pretty gnarly thing that happens in the last second and a half of this minute, but I jump ahead, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it just, it just made me think of that. Like, Oh yeah, we haven't really been checking in with the Buckners the last couple minutes. Yeah. And that's a really good point from a, a filmmaking point of view, because we know that they erupted from the ground a few minutes back, but we haven't touched base with them. So we haven't been seeing them intercut in this whole lead up to what happens in this minute. So we get a sense from the tone of the music and the intensity of the music and the increasing loudness of the music and a bit of the the cinematography and, and getting a tighter and tighter shot that something's going to happen. But thus far to minute 40, this is actually the first true violent jump scare we've had in this entire movie. All the other jump scares that we've had thus far have turned out to not actually be something threatening per se. So thinking about the two-way mirror. So that gets unveiled and nobody's in any imminent danger. Or, you know, when the Harbinger pops out, you know, when they're in the the gas station store, you know, he pops out and it's like, oh God, the guy, you know, but he's not with a knife or anything. There's, There's no imminent hurt that's going to come to pass and so this is it this is that true this is that that minute where violence is going to continue to ensue until the very end of this movie and so it's kind of interesting from a horror movie perspective that we've waited 40 minutes before something really really has hit the fan in that way yes and one thing i'm noticing just um I didn't I didn't pay attention before this, but I'm just looking at this very minute. When we look at towards the beginning of this minute, Hadley and Sitterson as they're sitting at at their desks, at the big desk, there are panels behind them that are like bright red. And I'm not sure mm. at this moment what those panels are for, but there's a light flashing, at least on one of them. And so I was saying last minute, I thought the Truman kind of looked angelic. And this sort of gives them almost like, Mm. they don't look like the shape of devil horns, but they kind of give them like a devilish glow because it's a quite a rich, bright red sort of behind both of their heads. So just a, just an interesting little 
thing I noticed. It is interesting framing because they're almost like banners behind them, but they're not banners. They're some sort of digital readout of some kind, it seems like. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we'll notice. Maybe we will or maybe we won't notice what those are. But at least for visual storytelling, they look like almost like they're a couple of hotheads, although their faces are still in that blank mode that 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 we talked about last minute a bit. And then we get our little peekaboo. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. This is again really brilliant storytelling to have the moral I want to I don't want to say the high horse, but he's injecting the moral statement in the last minute and to have these guys be so deadpan and fixated and to have Truman just slowly creep into frame from right. <laughs> it is really <laughs> funny. Like it doesn't look funny, but the movement of it is funny. It's like you know <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> like the opposite of that uh when homer simpson disappears into the the hedge you know <laughs> oh yeah totally <laughs> <laughs> yes this is totally a whedon moment i mean to a t you know totally <laughs> Yeah, I really, I really enjoy that. It it does cut the the tension to have even Truman is like, well, maybe I will kind of check this out because they're kind of getting it on on screen. I mean, that's kind of an intense, it's an intense sure. thing, you know? Yeah, and it is kind of hard to look away when there's two attractive people in an attractive setting starting to undress and getting hot and heavy. I mean, you know, he's human. He has human needs as well. <laughs> so you've mentioned Whedon-esque, and I just wanted to interject. This is early, early recommendation. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I can't help myself. <laughs> so you guys out there may already be aware of this. I have watched this, but just finished it. So what am I talking about? I am talking about the show The Good Place. I think you've watched a few episodes. Or did you finish up season oh, yes. one? Yes, I did finish up season one. Yes. Okay, so I don't want to give away how it ends, but I wanted to recommend it because it's Drew Goddard related. So it's an NBC show, but it's also the first season was on Netflix. And it's totally a comedy, but it's a very unique, interesting, you know, trippy kind of comedy. Um, yeah. Anyway, so we can talk about that more. But I just wanted to say, if for some reason you haven't checked it out, The Good Place, I'll just say without spoiling anything, it does get a bit surprising towards mm -hmm. there's a there's a reveal that that I really liked. So, yeah. Any any comments from you about The Good Place? I would concur. The Good Place is fantastic. I would say that if you are a fan of Parks and Rec, mm -hmm. I think it has a similar tonality to mm -hmm. it in that The Good Place has a good blend of warmth. It's really heartwarming. Mm -hmm. It feels good to watch it. It feels nourishing to watch it. I don't know that there are a lot of TV shows on right now, similarly to when Parks and Rec was on, where you feel really like happy to watch it. It's a really happy show. It's a really light show. So it's not, it's not Dexter. Right. <laughs> it's happy and light, you know? but it's got some dark, it's got a dark streak of humor to it too. Like it's not just rainbows and lollipops, but it looks like rainbows and lollipops. You know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. It does, but it, it it's it's a fun, it's a true sitcom. It's a true lighthearted sitcom. I don't know. I just, I don't, there, tonally, there just isn't a whole lot on that's like it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so I feel TV. like it's just, a, it's it's good. And, and we, God, what were we watching? We were watching something really, oh, yeah, we were watching Tin Star. That was what it was. We were watching Tin Star and we would use The Good Place as a palate cleanser because Tin Star is really intense. And so we'd go back and forth because we just needed something that would touch our souls a little bit more. It was just a little more lighthearted. So yeah, The Good Place is, is, is excellent. Excelente. So yes. So besides, um, yeah, so you mentioned Drew or you mentioned um, Joss. I just wanted to throw in a little mm-hmm. a little Drewy goodness there. So that just reminded <laughs> me of <laughs> some of the Drew, Drewy, Drewy Goddardy goodness. Um, yeah, I like the, the, the Drewy goodness. <laughs> so yeah, you know, what are we going to say about the rest of this minute? The boobs are out. The, the, the couple <laughs> are having sex. <laughs> the guys are watching. The girls came out. I know. No bra, no nothing. Just just in the wind. There you go. <laughs> yeah. And you know what I was noticing, too, here is is you're talking about the, the tension of the music starts to really mount, right? Mm-hmm. And it does. And then there's this new shot of our young couple and it's from overhead and as that camera is panning down to them the music is really dun dunning it up you know it's it's Mm -hmm. straight up jaws you know it's dun 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 i mean it is scary and the way Mm -hmm. things are lit i think it looks like jules is already in a grave Mm, wow yeah yeah there he has this kind of rounded look to him kurt because kurt's um on top Mm -hmm. so yeah because i think it's just because you you're right she does look like she's in a grave that's intense yeah because it's this really medium above shot shot from above and it slowly is it is zooming in from an above shot and the way the lighting is is that you see the light behind his back Mm -hmm. And the rest of it's really dark around them. And so, yeah, she really just seems enveloped by it. Yeah. And then there's a little bit of light to our left and to our right, where it's hitting some of the moss in the ground, but we're right. And then his back. But then it's like she's in in an indentation, which I don't recall really Mm -hmm. from when they saw where they were going to be bedding down for the eve, or at least for the next... (laughs) 15 to 20 minutes yeah totally i don't think it lasted that long (laughs) no but yeah um but yeah that's just one thing i noticed is that there's the dun 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 and then this it looks like she's she's in the grave and then the last nine eight seven six she's putting her hand out to the left of reaching out the way that you know we were saying this is sort of pedestrian love making you know nothing too too fancy <laughs> and uh no frills and even her putting her hand out you know that's like the thing that <laughs> you <laughs> think of like old movies or something you know when they used to not really show too much and they'd have like this is how you see that the woman's 
having a good time is that her hand is going out and, you know, it's going to like squeeze the sheet. Right. But you know what I mean? (laughs) But instead she's gripping the ground. Yeah. Like you said, this is it. This is not a jump. This is not the jump scare. That's just a cat going, Oh, that cat scared the crap out of me. You know, this is real. She is getting something hammered right into her hand and blood be splattering. And the very final second is a huge scream and we're seeing her face screaming and she has been injured. Yeah. So there's like five zombies that are four zombies, two Three, four, four four zombies (laughs) that come out. Well, let's see. We've got dad. We've got mom. We've got two brothers. Judah and Matthew. So it's four. Yeah. So. Yeah. Four. uh, uh, Wait. uh. Four or five? Aren't there two brothers? It's Judah and Matthew. So two brothers. Right. Because Patience is there. Patience is back at the cabin. Oh, she's back. Patience is back at the cabin. So you're saying there's Judah, Matthew, Ma, and Pa? Yeah, there's four. Okay, and but all here is that what you're saying? Here in yeah. this, I mean, right? Not this second because right no. now we're just seeing one. We don't know who this is at this moment, right? But these are like Barishnikov zombies because they just rolled up on them and they didn't hear it, right? right? So are you like, saying like they made did some ballet moves? <laughs> is that what you mean by Barishnikov? I'm saying these motherfuckers are graceful for zombies. Okay, <laughs> okay. Sorry. that's what I thought. <laughs> They're like pirouetting through the trees. <laughs> yeah, that's just a lot of of people who probably. I mean, they were probably pretty in shape for being on the farm and stuff, and because you got to be, I guess fast and and strong to to carry a saw of that magnitude but it just seems like they just roll up on them really quick and silently like ninjas and and make the magic totally yeah and for for us too like silently so we didn't know they were coming so it was real Mm -hmm. real spooky shit yeah <laughs> yeah, this is this is the beginning of the end. This is the beginning of all the violence, like you said. Real real time violence is going to be happening. So buckle up, gang. We're in for some bumpy ass minutes. Yeah, I will say this as a side note because when I viewed this movie, just in its entirety, as a as a casual non professional, and now I am a professional and <laughs> looking at this. I interpreted what goes through her hand as a knife and it wasn't until I did more research and looking around and looking at the, the wikia, 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 um, that it's a trowel, that it's more of like a gardening shears type, rusty gardening shears type of a thing. And it's Mm. not actually a big ass butcher knife, which I always interpreted being, but it's not. So just my two cents, if you're watching along and, or you've, you know, watch the movie before and you're like i totally thought it was a butcher knife or you totally got that it was a trowel for some reason and i just didn't i just thought it was interesting so i'm bringing it up sure things you learn the things you learn so the more you know <laughs> wah, 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 wah. <laughs> <laughs>
I like rainbows. <laughs> <laughs> and a star. Um, so is there anything else you want to talk about having to do with the the minute before we get on into our recommendations? Nope, I'm good. Cool. Well, I was going to start by since since we were looking at a minute where our uh, one of our protagonists is heading to the death zone. I I was thinking it kind of made me think about movies where where women in the movie make it all the way to the end and mm. just some of my favorites of those and um I thought about two of them came to mind and I was sort of um inspired by I looked up this uh link online for um 13 underrated horror movies with female leads and that one's written by a woman named it looks like maria nicole and then there was another one written by another woman that was on vulture which was best female-led horror films of all time so i'm not going to run down the list of those i was just thinking like oh this will just kind of you know remind me of some of the movies i've seen and enjoyed and the two movies i was thinking of were on that underrated horror movie list so the Hmm. first one is called the innkeepers and that's by ty west and both of these have a little something in common in that Ty West is a modern horror filmmaker, but he, uh, his stuff usually has sort of a, a throwback feel maybe to the eighties or the seventies or things like that. Now in the innkeepers is modern. It's not totally a throwback, but what I liked about the innkeepers is that it actually it's not so much about how it ends or, you know, what it's leading up to, but it's just a whole movie that has a nice, creepy, suspenseful feeling to it. And then it has a lot of comedy in it. And there's the two main characters are co-workers at an inn that I believe it's like their last weekend working there or um, or they're getting close to closing. And uh, one thing that I liked about it was that it reminded me of working at places like especially like uh, this theater that my brother used to work at in Sacramento the tower theater classical theater or not tower uh, the crest rather when you have co-workers that you end up working late at night with and you know you're just hanging out in the break room and hanging out behind the concession stand and all that well they're not doing that in the co- behind a concession stand but they're at this inn so they're doing this like tedious paperwork and um you know just kind of sitting around throughout the evening kind of getting bored and just that you know it reminds me of that experience i thought it was really realistic about what that's Mm. like we're trying to keep each other entertained and they do a little little bit of like amateur ghost hunting and they're they're just kind of bored 20 somethings and i remember it being funny and suspenseful and then there's some creepy suspenseful stuff that sort of ends up happening at the end that i don't need to talk about but but it was just i i just really enjoyed it and then ty west so that was the innkeepers and then ty west acted in a movie that i really liked called your next that came out in 2011 and um That one, the thing that's a throwback to me, I guess, about it is it has some slashery elements to it. And the music from it has a very 80s sort of a feel to it. Mm. 
Cool. But it's it also got some funny stuff in it. But it's to me, it's got like a Ten Little Indians or those kind of movies where like there's a bunch of people in a house and and shit starts like I would guess like within the first 20 minutes, you know, like mm. you get in, you meet all the cast that you're you're kind of following the woman who does end up being the lead and th- ends up being the person who we follow all the way to the end. We kind of come in with her because she's the girlfriend of a guy who this is his whole family. So it's like we're meeting everybody for the first time with with them. You know, they show up at this house and they're going to meet his parents and his brothers and the the wives and the girlfriends and all this stuff. And they show up and then shit gets crazy. <laughs> and she's got to navigate all the twists and turns and crazy stuff that happens. And it's very exciting. And she's she's comes from this isn't a spoiler at all, but she comes from a background of um, a family that's more of a what do you call it? Like survivalist types, you know, oh, people that know yeah. how to take care of their own stuff and, you oh, know, like preppers, and- preppers. Yeah. She comes from like a prepper family background. So that serves her really well. She's very, very smart and knows how to, you know, think quickly and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So, so she's, she's a super great character. And then, like I said, I, I think every horror movie that I like has to have some humor in it too. Mm-hmm. So there's some funny stuff. And then, like I said, Ty West, the director of the other movie, he is just plays one of the, the boyfriends or husbands and he's great. Yeah. So those are my recommendations. How's about you? Uh, so first of all, great recommendations. Um, I love me some comedy up in my horror obviously um so i'll have to check those out my recommendation is a book that i picked up january of 2017 to orient myself to the year and i picked up the art of asking by amanda palmer so oh cool yeah and it is a great read and i was kind of a fan of Amanda Palmer. I knew her from Dresden Dolls because I was a and am still, but big Nine Inch Nails fan. So I knew of them because they went on tour with Nine Inch Nails back in the day and just dug the style, dug what they were about. And I had a, a co-worker who had actually recommended for me to check it out. And, and I just, you know, it was time to do it. And I just felt like it was a really good thing to start out the year with, to really look at how I attract what I need into my life and to not be fearful of asking for for what I need. And so the book itself is a little bit of a biography or excuse me, an autobiography of how she learned how to to ask. And it talks about uh, some previous employment she had that's pretty integral to the story. So I won't uh, ruin it for you. And then So uh, she has a rather accomplished and rather famous writer husband, Neil Gaiman, and he did the comic book Sandman. So if you're a fan of that, did Stardust, did American Gods, Good Omens. So he's a he's a hell of a writer. And so she is married to him and they have they have a little they have a little person together. And I don't know if she's pregnant. I think she got pregnant after the book came out, but she also has a TED talk that it was relates to it as well. So it's just, if you're not a fan of Amanda Palmer, you can still read it and really get a lot out of it. And Amanda Palmer is a little bit of a controversial character because 
she has crowdsourced a lot of her art. And I personally, this is my, my two cents is that she is doing a hell of a service for creatives out there and that she is a beaming torch of do it yourself, get it done, ask for what you need, live a creative life and and live the life you want to live. And she really embodies that to the bone. And I think she is just really walks the talk. Um, and she's you know prolific on Twitter and she just is a really fucking cool lady. So um, I dig her and she's doing, and, and on a side note, she's doing some fucking amazing music right now. Like I think some of the best music of her, of her career is coming out right now. So if you're, if you're a fan of good music, check her out. She's, she's always, she's always moving, always shaking, doing good stuff. So, and, and her Twitter is really quite nourishing actually for the, the stuff that comes out on social media. So it's, it's just a great book. And, and I know that we're, we're early on in the year. So if you are considering a spiritual whack to the head, uh, consider the book. Sweet. I actually have that book, but I haven't read it yet. I have this huge stack of books that I've gotten on recommendations, you know, from folks and my friend, Rusty Blazenhoff, she recommended that book. And so I have it here. So uh, maybe I'll try to get it on, get it on the old uh, table side, the bedside table and, and make it a priority. <laughs> yeah, it's well worth it. It's it's really good. And on that note, feel free to always share with us, you know, books and movies and podcasts and everything that you're into we'd love to hear it check us out on twitter and instagram at cabin minute cast and we're at cabinminutecast.com and on facebook if you want to hang out and share silly stuff and you can find us at gabin in the woods with cabin minute cast and <laughs> i think that'll be it for me so thank you guys for coming through for another week of cabin minute cast this was episode 42 and we will see you back at the cabin Thank you.